Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Monday, November the 8th, and wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace and God's goodness and God's life right there, right now, right today, Uh, because that's exactly where we need it, isn't it? Um, Thanks for being present. Um, Now, Okay, let's discuss the elephant in the room here, which is my voice <laughs> today. Um, because, yeah, no, I do not have COVID. I am not ill, uh, I, but I am in my own bed. It is Monday, and, and so it's my day off, and I'm just sitting here hanging out doing this. But no, I feel absolutely fine. Um, and, uh, and so why is my voice like this? Well, uh some of you listening to this know this already. Some of you don't. Um, I have been offered and I accepted a new position that will begin next week. In fact, a week from today on November the 15th. After 14 years of being pastoral leader of our three linked parishes here in Keele, New Holstein, and St. Anne uh, in the Diocese of Green Bay, after 30 years of being in uh, church, full-time church ministry uh, as campus minister and pastoral associate and now pastoral leader. I am going to be leaving um, direct church ministry and going out and doing ministry um, with hospice patients and their families. And I'll be working at a wonderful location down in Sheboygan Falls uh, called the Sharon S. Richardson Community Hospice Center. And, uh, and so yesterday, what does this have to do with my voice? Yesterday, we had an open house at one of the local restaurants in New Holstein called the Altona, which was a delightful gathering. It went from noon to three, uh, which was a wonderful distraction from that football game. And so that was good in that I didn't really have to pay attention to that and get my stomach kicked in, you know, once again. Uh, but it was a, kind of a smaller room, and we were full, and the acoustics were just loud. And, of course, I was talking for virtually the whole time. And, uh, and you have to talk loud to get over the, the other loud voices you hear around you. And this is the shape it left my voice in. And so, uh, yeah, I, I didn't just wake up. I don't have COVID. I'm, I'm doing fine. But it's the, the effects of, uh, you know, just a, a wonderful gathering with a whole lot of wonderful people. So the elephant in the room beside that beside my voice is what happens to the podcast moving forward. Um, I, I hope to and plan to uh, continue it. And uh, I'll talk a little bit more about that, but I welcome your ideas. Uh, and thank you, Mariah, for uh, your thoughts yesterday. I don't know what this is going to look like, brothers and sisters. It may be the same, but I'm not sure I'm going to have time for that when I'm uh, away and, uh, and being in the, in the homes of patients and, and things like that. Um, so it may, instead of being five days, maybe I do it, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Maybe I do a Tuesday, Thursday, and then a weekend, you know, as I look at the weekend readings. Um, maybe I do them shorter uh, instead of, you know, the verbose. You know, I can be verbose. And, and they've been getting... You know, I started and they were like 10 to 12 minutes and then they went 15 and then they went like to 20 and now they're at 25 because I just do this. I just talk. But uh, maybe I do them shorter and try to keep them 
10 to 12 to 14 minutes and do them daily or something. Um, so I'm not sure. Maybe I do them all Sunday night and drop them on their day. We're going to grow into what it is, uh, and uh, I hope you're okay to, to stay along for the ride with that uh, because what it will be is continuing to look at God's Word and continuing to help unfold that in our life. Uh, it just it may not be every day of the daily gospel. So, again, I welcome your thoughts. P.D. is in parish director, and then my name, Joe, J-O-E, last name Z is in zebra, E-N is in Nancy K, P.D. Joe Zenk at gmail.com if you've got any thoughts for that. I welcome that. But I'm excited uh, about what this invites me to, this newness, and I'm um, sad to leave behind so much of what I've known and so many wonderful and good people. Uh, so that's that's where I am in life, and I wanted to share that with all of you. But hey, let's dive into the gospel, because we're continuing through Luke today. Uh, we are in Luke 17 today. We didn't spend a lot of time. Last week, we blew through Luke chapter 15 and 16, and now we're going to do Luke 17 verses 1 to 6 today. An odd but wonderful reading, okay, uh, with a lot of hyperbole, but just know when we can get through the hyperbole this has things, it has some, some jewels for us today, okay? So let's break open God's Word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause sin will inevitably occur, but woe to the one through whom they occur. It would be better for him if a millstone were put around his neck and he be thrown into the sea, than for him to cause one of these little ones to sin. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. And if he wrongs you seven times in one day and returns to you seven times saying, I am sorry, you should forgive him. And the apostles said to the Lord, Increase our faith. The Lord replied, If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you would say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, okay, let's start with this. Well, let's start with this. Me getting a drink of water to see if I can uh, at least correct this voice a little. Ah, much better. Okay, let's look at the at the hyperbole. If we were to cause one to sin, it's better if a millstone were put around our neck and thrown into the sea. You know, ever since I was young, I looked at that image. I'm like, boy, can you just imagine that? This huge stone, and it's, you know, you get the rope tied around your neck, and boom, you're swimming with the fishes. And and that would just be bad. That that's that's Okay, so that's hyperbole, you know? Jesus is basically saying, listen. Let's not do that, right? Okay? It, that, that it, the condemnation would be severe. Uh, the, 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 I mean, you know Jesus looks down at the Pharisees and Sadducees, not necessarily because they're bad people, because they don't think they need any, any um, repentance. They don't see their ways as being 
cold and aloof and distanced from God. And he says, you know, he even chastises them one time. He says, you know, you make converts and make them twice as fit for hell as you do yourself, as you yourself are. Why? Because they pass on those same qualities to their disciples, to those followers. And that's the chastisement that he gives us. He says, listen, take a look at at your lives because if indeed we are causing people to sin, if we are creating converts to our way of being, creating disciples to be like you and I, which of course, any of us who have children, we, we form them, right? Any of us who are teachers in any way, goodness sakes, any of us who are leaders in any way, uh, and, and, and we are all leaders in some way, shape, or form within our lives, people look to us, and we are forming them in our attitudes, in our actions, in our words, in how we live and move and have our being in this world. Right? Of course we do. And if they are seeing, because you know we got them, if they're seeing those dark uh, corners of our life, if we're acting out of those places, if we're acting out of the chaff, the weeds, as I say, right? And of course we do when we're tired or we're feeling stressed or we're feeling alone or we're feeling, um, I don't know, put upon, uh, we're feeling thrown under a bus. We all feel those ways, maybe sometimes every day. And then we act out of those places that we don't want to. And people watch us there too. And Jesus is saying, my friends, we can't afford to do that. And he's not threatening us. He's not saying, listen, I got a millstone with your name on it right here. This, this rope, it fits your neck. You know, I, I don't think that's who our God is and how it is, he is. But the, but the hyperbole is saying, this is how much it, we should be wary of, of what we're doing. And, and when we are tired, or when we are feeling alone, or feeling depressed, or when we are feeling stressed, and when we want to act out of these places, how can we either A, go off on our own and deal with those, or, or at least know, or, or call up that, that friend, or that, um, that partner, that, that, that spouse, that lover, that, that child, that, that whoever it is, um, that person that we know knows that all about us and that we can share it with them where it's a safe place because because we're going to do it we're, we're not going to be perfect we're going to fall into those ways but how do we make sure we don't do it that invites others to live in a similar way you know as i was preparing this i read a, a story of a, a young man who was or a man who was on his deathbed he was an older man and he was troubled, and somebody said to him, why are you troubled? He said, you know, as a young boy, I used to play in a field near an intersection. And, uh, and what I would do is I would take the signposts that were pointing people uh, to the nearby towns, and I would reverse them. And, uh, and I did it out of fun, just being out of, you know, ornery or playful. He said, I wonder how many people I hurt, and I sent in wrong directions by what I thought was mere fun or games. And I think that points us, right? Doesn't it? What we may think as, as um, fun or games, we may think as, as not much. 
uh, we may think as, as just statements that we make aside that everybody knows we're teasing or we're not being fully serious or whatever. Do they? We have to know our habits, my friends, and know how they affect others. Because we're creating signposts. I think that's a good image. We're creating signposts, and uh, they invite people to go in one direction or another. And, and we do well, I think, if we make sure that those signposts are pointing toward good and not ill. Now, here's the, the better news. I mean, both these, these next two points I'll make, and I'll try not to be so long. Um, but the first is, is this one, and, and Jesus says, listen, if, if our brother or sister rebukes or, or sins, we need to call. You know, rebuke is a strong word, but we need to bring it to their attention. We say, hey, you know, you're, you're, you're changing a signpost, and, um, and that could hurt people. And, and we, need, we need to be wary of that. Um, and we do it in, in as kind a way, I think, right, as we can, because that's, uh, if we're doing it in a, in a way that's going to make people defensive, yeah, that's, that's never really going to solve the issue there. I think it just creates bigger problems. But, but this is the hyperbole we hear in this one. If someone wrongs us seven times in a day and returns to us seven times a day saying, I'm sorry, we should forgive them. You know, again, we know that, that forgiveness doesn't end. We know that's essential to who we are as followers of Jesus Christ because it was essential to who he is and was, right? Who he is with us right now, praise be to God, and who he was in his time on this earth. Um, you know, and it, but it uses hyperbole. How many times, I mean, we can't be masochists either. If, if somebody keeps wronging us and saying, I'm sorry, I mean, that sounds like a, a pretty bad habit through which we could get into. And, and there's danger down this road. But we need to, um, ultimately, I, I think we need to see where this signpost, where Jesus is pointing, and that is, brothers and sisters, mercy is, is greater than sin. That, that as, as great as sin is, I mean, Jesus says in the first line, right? My friends, things that will cause sin will inevitably occur. Sin is a part of our life. Uh, from the fall on, sin is going to be a part of our world, in, in part of creation and in part of our relationships because we are a fallen or a falling people. But you know what's greater? Grace. Grace is greater. Because if I fall seven times, I know I can be, be forgiven seven times. And the last word is grace. It's not, it's not sin. It isn't. You know, for you who have not gone, and I know I've said this before, and I'll get on to my third point, but, but this is so important. For you who have never gone to an Easter Vigil liturgy, oh, my friends, I invite you to do it. Put your watch aside. It's a long liturgy. It's going to be two, two and a half hours. Just know that going in. Don't, don't look at your watch. Don't look at it and wish it away so you can get back at home. Just be there and, and, and just bathe in the symbols of who our God is. And, and, and what God can and will do. And, and the greatest of those symbols to me happens at the beginning when the church is in darkness and there is a single light that comes in, which is the Paschal candle, and, and all the darkness in the world can't put out that light. And what does that light do? It lights the rest of our lights, our vigil candles, until the whole room is lit. Why? Because love and life are stronger than sin and death. That's what Jesus is saying. Brothers and sisters, we, we have to be wary and we have to know our habits and we have to know how we are in the world that is not causing people to, to 
walk down a road of death, but instead is pointed toward life. We must know that. And we must know that when we have done wrong or our brothers or sisters have done wrong, that grace and mercy are stronger than that. Because that's the very meaning of the resurrection. Not only for Christ, but for you and I. And that's the best. And here's the last thing I'll say. And the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. Brothers and sisters, that's a great prayer. That's a great prayer, and I hope is our prayer, right? Increase our faith. But how does he do that? You know, because then he uses this idea of, man, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you'd say to this mulberry tree, go up and be uprooted, and, and it would do that, right? You know, in, in another place in the gospel, he says, listen, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, be uprooted, and it would go and it would throw itself in the sea. Brothers and sisters, this is a wonderful prayer. Increase our faith. But do you know how Jesus increases our faith? By putting deeply rooted mulberry trees in front of us that are not easy to uproot. By putting mountains in front of us that need to be climbed. Um, he increases our faith. So it, let me say it this way. If we're going to sit here on our on our backsides, I had other words I was going to use. If we're going to sit here on our backsides and, uh, and ask Jesus to increase our faith, and when I get that increased faith, then I'm going to walk. Then I'm going to move forward. Then I'll take steps toward whatever goal. That's not how it works. That's not how it works, brothers and sisters. You remember that, uh, that wonderful uh, story where Jesus, 10 lepers come to him and ask for healing, and he says, go and show yourself to the priest. Brothers and sisters, the healing didn't happen right there. They weren't healed and then went and showed themselves to the priest. They went on their way, and the healing happened on the way. How would you feel if you weren't one of those lepers where you went to Jesus and said, heal me, and Jesus said, go over there and show yourself. And I've got to go knowing I'm fully leprous. And I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing? This guy didn't cure me. He didn't heal me. And I'm on my way over there. And I'm going to look like a fool when I get there. And the healing happened on the way. That's what we're talking about here. Brothers and sisters, increase our faith. Yes. Yes. But you know what it means? It means going up to the mulberry with bush with every, every idea that we're going to look the fool and that God will meet us on the way. Or we're going to go to that mountain and we're going to look every bit the fool because we can't get up it and our God meets us on the way. Yes, my friends, increase our faith. Increase our mercy because it's always stronger and, 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 and greater than sin. That's the best. But we got to walk. we got to walk now. we got to walk to where our God invites us and trust that our God will join us on the way just like he did those travelers on the road to Emmaus. They didn't know it was him, but their hearts were burning within them. They knew on the way. The faith came on the way. Brothers and sisters, we need to get off our seats. We need to get off and get moving to where God invites us and trust that he'll give us what we need, including mercy, grace, which suffices for the day on the journey. So let's pray. And so, my friends, we begin uh, the sorrowful mysteries this week. And so we, uh, we start um, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
the first sorrowful mystery, the agony in the garden. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, have the best Monday. Thanks for being present today, breaking open God's word with me, and I look forward to doing that with you fully five days this week. God's peace.